Hey podcast lovers, welcome to Caffeine and High Hopes. I'm your host, Danny Weirden. You will be able to connect and listen to inspiring beings, local badasses, and overall good people. Honest conversations about business, relationships, parenthood, and everything in between can be found here. Get comfy and get ready to be motivated to live your best life. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today we have a very local person on that I'm very excited about and that I'm really happy that agreed to come on and do this with me. He's a lover of all animals, a maker, a mama, and a farming extraordinaire. So I would like to welcome on Amy Lewis. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. I uh, I had been thinking of asking you to come on for a long time. And then uh, your your pictures and stuff came up on my Instagram feed. And I was like, I just have to send you a message right now. <laughs> so that we Aww. can line it up. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped to have you on here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, um, tell us where you're from, where you live now, and what you do. Um, so I'm originally from Peace River, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bought just a small family farm here in Peace River. We actually moved away from Peace River. Okay. Um, and then we ended up relocating back because we missed the Peace Country. Mm-hmm. And so we bought, yeah, we just bought a, a small family farm and it's kind of grown into something bigger than we we kind of thought and so yeah so now now I'm a mama and a farmer so that's awesome I love it so yeah how did, how did that start then like where did the idea come from to pursue farming so when the seeds kind of a farming were planted I think probably pretty early on in our childhood myself and my husband mm-hmm. thanks to our grandparents so actually my grandparents had a farm up north in even more north in Fort Vermilion. And okay. so they farmed, they farmed up there. My, they were pig farmers and grain farmers and my grandfather drove truck and he was also a trapper and they always had huge gardens and grandma was always into bread baking. And I just, I we would spend our summers up there with all our cousins and it just really had a huge impact on on my life and uh and viewing food and farming and the whole culture behind farming and it yeah it obviously I actually didn't even realize what an impact it had on me until until older and later on in life when when we kind of started learning more about our food and how our food is being grown and processed and stuff like that so yeah so I think I think those seeds were planted very early and it was the same for my husband as well his grandparents were both farmers and mm-hmm. then uh, kind of skipped a generation. Our parents didn't do any farming and then we both took an interest in it. So that's awesome. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And that's, that's so neat that you're, you can kind of like relive those childhood memories on your own place. Yeah, it is. It made a huge impact and lots of the things that the boys our two boys are doing out on the farm now, you know, running around barefoot and mm-hmm. chucking around chickens and playing with the <laughs> pigs. It's kind of stuff that, that we did out there too. So it, it is, it's pretty special to be able to relive, relive those memories and stuff. So, and then yeah. like in university, in university, when I was in university, I started reading a lot about, you know, kind of about how our food was being produced and mm-hmm. being raised and grown. And it kind of really 
sparked an interest with me. And so kind of all of those memories and feelings came back from, from farming up North and being with my grandparents and yeah, it just kind of led from one thing to another. So that's awesome. So what, what kind of then was the turning point where you guys both decided like, you know what, this is what we want to do. Like, did it just kind of happen overnight or was it kind of a process leading up to it? Yeah, I feel like it was a lot of, it was a lot of little steps. It was a lot of little things that kind of led up to it. So um, initially, when we first bought our, our home, we bought a home just outside of Sherwood Park. Um, I was teaching uh, outside of Sherwood Park first. And so we had bought our first home and we had a little garden in the back. And so it mm-hmm. was just a matter of planting some carrots and potatoes and, and just that feeling of like, wow, like just grew this and it's amazing. And we know yeah. what was what was on it. And, and it was just kind of that real, that feeling of that little kind of hint of self-sufficiency and it, it was just really moving. Um, then we kind of wanted to start a family. So we started talking about raising a family and we wanted land. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, land was a little bit more expensive down South and, and we, I missed my family up North here. I really missed Peace River. I missed the community. Um, and so we just kind of were like, you know what, let's just sell everything, pack up our bags and we're going to go back North. And so we just, we did that. We just left everything and we moved back up North and we started looking for land. That's awesome. And that like how exciting and nerve wracking at the same time though. Yeah. You know what, at the time that we were doing it, it, it didn't seem that scary, but now in reflection, when I think back to it, I'm like, oh my goodness, that was crazy. (laughs) you know, what were we thinking? Like, but at the time we were just so excited and we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And, and so, yeah, it, it was, it was exciting to look for land and it was also stressful and, and frustrating and mm-hmm. all the other feelings too, but it, but it was, it was, it was pretty exciting. That's awesome. And because not like, I feel like not a lot of people would just be like, okay, we're doing this. Like, I think people would kind of him and on it for a long time and then maybe not even do it. So the fact that you guys, you know, talked about it and followed through with it. That is just the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a difference of personalities. My husband is a lot like he just makes a decision and goes through with it. And I'm kind of a himmer and har. I had a hard, I had a hard time leaving my teaching contract down South and I worked really hard to get that. So that was super nerve wracking. Um, Mm -hmm. But then once we made the decision, it was just kind of made and we've moved forward with it so it was yeah the best decision ever so when you guys started then like were you thinking okay we're just gonna we're gonna keep it to strictly plants or did you always like always have the idea of incorporating livestock into everything as well yeah so the initial vision of our farm um we actually we just thought of um, maybe just an acreage. We, we actually didn't even think farming. So we actually ended up buying an acreage first. Okay. So we had an acreage and a garden and then we wanted to get chickens. And due to the zoning of our acreage, they wouldn't allow us to have chickens. Oh no. And it was, yeah. And so it was really like, it was that moment that we're like, my husband's like, is this what we want? And I was like, no, like, yeah, we want more self-sufficiency. I want, you know, we want to be able to grow and raise our food. So mm-hmm. it was kind of that moment. So then, yeah. So we ended up selling our acreage and then buying the farm. And the initial vision was just to grow food for our family. We were just trying to grow as much as we could on our own land mm-hmm. and then source out locally, whatever we could. So, okay. 
So what did that, like, what did the whole first year look like then as you guys were kind of figuring out what you were wanting and the direction you're wanting to go in? Yeah. So the first year was, I feel like it was kind of like a honeymoon phase. Yeah. So the first year we were just, you know, in love with farm life and we got chickens and we had gardens and we actually got cows the first year, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was right. So that first year we were, it was just honeymoon. Like we were just kind of in love with farm life. It was the second and the third year where everything caught up with us. Mm -hmm. um, things started expanding. So the flock got bigger, cows, calved, the garden was huge. And we started adding sheep and we started adding, you know, bees. And then it was like, then it got really overwhelming. So, um, yeah, first year was like honeymoon, like blissful, yeah. happy, la la la. And it was like second, third year was like, what did we do? Like, <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? What did we get ourselves into? But we kind of got our way through it so well and I think yeah because I I feel like there's a lot of people that like the idea of you know living off the land and like producing your own food and especially when it comes to like livestock and stuff like it's it's all super exciting but then like you kind of got to think ahead a little bit and realize like there's a lot of work that goes into it and uh yeah. Yeah, like you kind of have to brace yourself for it. So like you, good for you guys for sticking through it. Yeah, well, there were some days we didn't want to. And like we we don't have a farming background, right? So it's not mm -hmm. like we had a, a dad or an uncle or, or anyone we could really call or be like, hey, like, what do we do for this? Or, hey, this broke down. How do you fix this? Or right. this lamb isn't coming out. How do we? So we didn't have that. So it was really us just kind of getting through it and figuring it out as we went and mm -hmm. and you're right like homesteading and farming it, it's such a romanticized concept it really is I mean how how could it not be you're mm -hmm. living so close to the land and you're growing your own food and all these animals but it's it's honestly it's by far the hardest work I have ever done in my life so <laughs> yeah but it's super rewarding so yes I and that's the thing I think when you can see the reward of it it makes it all so worthwhile but sometimes in those moments it's like you have no idea when that reward is going to come or how it's going to look and that it can be hard to focus on that yeah absolutely so what would you say then would have been the biggest lesson that you learned throughout those first couple of years uh, I learn so much, so many lessons every day. I feel like when we're farming, mm -hmm. I feel like specifically about me, I feel farming teaches a lot about me, about who I am as a person and mm -hmm. kind of how I connect with others. Um, mother nature and animals, I find in the end, they teach you a lot about yourself and it's a pretty humbling experience. So even on those tough, rough days, there's lessons to be learned. So I think that the one lesson I learned the most is that I'm capable of a lot more than I think I am. So yes. farming has instilled a belief in myself, in my skills, in my knowledge base, and like just a general confidence mm -hmm. um, in, in what we're doing. Cause yeah, cause I mean, like I said, we there's no experience behind this. We just kind of jumped right in and figuring it out as we went. So is yeah it just it pushes you right it pushes yeah. you so hard sometimes to the brink of discomfort um and then and then in those moments of discomfort you find you grow you find yeah. you're like wow I can do this like I can get this thousand pound jersey cow into this milk <laughs> and stanchion and milk her out like yeah. you know like there's just different situations that 
that not coming from that background, um, I was uncomfortable and nervous and anxious, but once you do it, you're like, man, like I did it. I can yes. do this. So yes, it's, well, it's pretty. And the, the fact that, because in a lot of those times, like you're, you're probably the only one, like it, you have to rely on yourself. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no person that's just going to tag you out and be like, Hey, my turn, like, let me try. And you, you kind of have to learn to trust yourself through it all and know that you'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to do it too, right? Like mm -hmm. I want to, sometimes I have to be forced to do those, like with the Jersey cow, like it was this massive, not never milked a cow before, but I was like, no, nope, yeah. I want to do it by myself. And I told my husband, if you hear me calling for you, do not come. Like I am gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna milk that cow. I want to get her <laughs> in the stanchion. I want to do it all by myself. And like, sure enough, she wouldn't go in the stanchion. So I'd be like, Mike, come help. Like I need your help. And he's yeah. like, you got this, babe. You got it. I believe in you. <laughs> and uh, and I would like cry, and I was frustrated, and I couldn't get her in. But then eventually, I got her in, milked her mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. you know, I did it. And then it was just like, after that, I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Like amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what a confidence boost, like to, especially when you're approaching something that, yeah, you've never done before. You don't have any like real, you know, practice put behind it. And then when you do accomplish it, it's just like high five, like I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, granted, some days aren't like that. Some days, you know, yes. that are sad days or bad days and then but you still learn from those two so it's yeah it's it is it's it is amazing and rewarding and humbling work it's awesome mm -hmm. well and it's farming in general like I mean we had cows growing up and it is such an emotional roller coaster and, and physically as well like it's it's tough work you got to put in um but how how would you say do you manage the ups and downs that come with that yeah. So I think it depends on, I guess it depends on my mood or how I'm feeling, but yeah, when you're, when you're emotionally challenged and exhausted, sometimes depending on how I'm feeling, I'll just throw myself into a task. So mm -hmm. physical work. So I'll either, if I'm frustrated or upset, um, whether it's mucking out the barn or the coop or weeding a garden, sometimes that just helps to physically exert that energy and take it out on something positive <laughs> instead. Yes. Uh, other times, maybe it's just, you know, a little self-care, a bath or a nap does wonders or yeah. simply just sitting with the cows or the sheep. They kind of have a calming energy around them that you can just, it rubs off on you too. But mm -hmm. on the really bad days, nothing like a good cry and a glass of wine <laughs> and a chat with your mom. So, <laughs> yes, I love that. And sometimes that's, yeah, that's the only thing you can really do. And then you just hope for a better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So it all kind of depends. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like the really, really challenging days are few and far between. I mean, you would know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that's happening, you know, completely on a daily basis, but when it does, it's still like, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so then kind of flipping the, flipping the gears here a little bit, what would you say out of, everything like what is your favorite aspect of farming um like do you mean specifically in terms of the animals and like the livestock and that kind of thing or yeah, do you like, just mean in general in general like any part of it yeah 
I love I'm an introvert in a homebody. So mm-hmm. I I love that I'm able to be outside and and just be in nature and work with the animals. So that's uh that's a huge bonus for me. So my my favorite parts of the farm are obviously yeah, the sheep and the gardens. I really enjoy working mm-hmm. with them. Um and then also the our milk cows. Like I really love that relationship that you have one-on-one and it's mm-hmm. it's quiet time that you have with them. So it's, yeah, it's just being outside. I'm outside a lot and it's quiet and we're with the birds and just kind of get to make up your own, your own plan for the day. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, I, I think more people, I don't think they realize how amazing that is. <laughs> like when you get to live that and be out there and just you know, be surrounded by them and growing things and seeing everything come together. Like you, you just, it's, it's blissful. It is. Yeah, it is. It really is. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so, cause I didn't ask you at the beginning, like what all do you guys have for livestock and everything right now? So for livestock on our farm, we have, um, we raise Dexter cows. So that's for grass. We kind of do a grass finished operation. So for grass finished beef, we also milk the cows for just milk consumption for our family only. Right. Um, we, we have a bunch of heritage chickens. So we do free range eggs with the heritage chickens. We have Shetland and Icelandic sheep. And so the primary market for our sheep is the wool market. So mm-hmm. selling the wool to hand spinners and um, different fiber artists. And we also do pastured lamb. We have honeybees for honey. And then we also have uh, pigs for pastured pork. Nice. Okay. So you pretty much have like one of everything. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit of everything. Yep. Yeah. They all kind of work together really well. So that's awesome. Um, what, so then what has kind of been the learning curve there, like with, making your products and stuff because you guys you go to the farmer's market quite frequently and stuff and you do soaps and items with the wool and everything like how how did you kind of ease into that um yeah it it kind of started because from farming there's a lot of byproducts from farming too so you have Mm -hmm. um like you have beeswax and you have propolis from the hives. You would have um, tallow or lard from butchering. And so we, I was kind of looking around and we had all this kind of excess stuff. So we just started, I started making products with it. And so it, it kind of came naturally. The soaps came naturally because I had been making soaps for a while for our family. So I kind of had a, okay. I kind of knew, uh, knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the biggest one that was kind of the steepest learning curve was learning to spin wool. And that was kind of something that I'd always wanted to learn. Um, it's a it's a traditional skill. It's an old skill. So there's mm-hmm. not really many people that can show you how to do it. <laughs> so that was definitely the steepest learning curve for me, um, trying to figure out how to how to use our wool and and um, and spin it into yarn. So right. Did you like? Did you just take classes, or did you find someone to kind of shadow you, or how did that work? Yeah, it's actually kind of a crazy story. I, uh, we had sheep first and then I had wool. I still, I would do the YouTube thing. I'd read books, Mm -hmm. but I'm a very visual and tactile learner. So I kind of need just the way I learn once someone shows me something, then it, then it sticks. Right. So I kind of got really frustrated because I wasn't catching on. So I just kind of put my wheel in the closet and I thought, you know what, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. 
Mm-hmm. And I did a, a class, a paper making class at the museum in Peace River. And I was explaining to another a lady in the class about how I had sheep and I wanted to learn to spin wool. And from across the room, I saw this lady approach me and she overheard the conversation and she said, you know what? She's like, I'm a far fiber artist. She's like, I had just moved to Peace River. She's like, I'd love to mentor you and take you under my wing. Oh my God. So I, knew, I know, like I literally just about started bawling <laughs> when she came up to me. And so this beautiful relationship has kind of become between me and her. Um, mm-hmm. And so she she has taught me about cleaning wool and how she taught me how to spin wool. And then in turn, she's never been able to be a part of the sheep. So she's able to kind of see oh. the lambs and the sheep and, and that kind of thing. So it's kind of been this, uh, yeah, this beautiful, this multi-generational friendship between me and her. And uh, it's been pretty special because she, she really pushed me and helped me and encouraged me because I think without her, I probably, that probably wheel would still be in there. So Oh, I yeah. love that. Like it all I just know. fell together so perfectly. It did. It was really, really, really weird. Cause I was just so, I was like, how am I ever going to learn? And I'd kind of learn a bit on YouTube and then it kind of fizzle out, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah. once that kind of relationship happened with her and, uh, and we just kind of really hit it off and she was just so amazing. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't like, what are the odds of that actually happening? Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. And and how cool, because now like, like you do so much with it. Like, it seems like once you started, it kind of just took off. Hey. Yeah. So yeah. And absolutely started with the spinning and, and then, yeah. And then I, then I got into the felting. So we've been mm-hmm. doing, I've been doing that just kind of really caught me and doing the felting. I've done a little bit of weaving and a little bit of knitting, but um, yeah, I'm always playing with it. There's always different stuff to try and, and do. And I just, I love it. I love the sheep and I love the wool and it's a real passion of mine. So, and it's so like, it's just, it's beautiful stuff all the time. Like, I'm, I'm always amazed at what people can create out of it. Um, when did you, like, when did you guys start going to the farmer's markets then? I believe it's been two years now. So it was probably, I think it's going on two years. Yeah, it would have been two years this May, I believe that we've started doing the markets. Yeah, we were selling, like we would sell um, beef and I think just eggs to locals from like farm gate sales, but Mm -hmm. in the actual market, yeah, it's been two years ago we started. So when did the, like, when did you feel confident to just be like, okay, we're going? Like, did it kind of nerve-wracking the first couple times you went or was it just oh it was so nerve-wracking was it oh it was I was so nervous I think like I almost wanted to puke before my first market oh my god yeah it was just put a lot of pressure on yourself and it's hard because when you're when you're at a market and that you have your table and you're like this is me this is what I think is important this is what my family does like you kind of putting yourself out there right so I still get nervous before markets because it's just, I don't know. It's like a nervous, excited energy now, but before it was like, Oh, like, what if they don't like it? What if they think what we're doing is crazy? And I don't know. It was, it was good though. It all, it all went well, but um, yeah, it was definitely, definitely nerve wracking for me. It's It's a very vulnerable moment to kind of put every, like you're literally putting everything out on the table in front of you. Oh, totally. (laughs) <laughs> and totally hoping. you're like making yeah like uh hope they like it and yeah yeah no it is yeah totally that's uh but it's good though like I feel do you feel like it's 
gotten you like a lot more exposure by going to that? Like, do you feel like it's kind of helped you guys grow a little bit more? Yes, for sure. I've always been a market person. Like even before we had the farm, I loved farmer's market. So it was actually always kind of like a dream. I was always like, ah, that'd be so cool to have a table at a market. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was kind of a little bit of a dream. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, exposure and it's the networking and I love talking with customers and, and you meet other farmers that are passing through and other vendors. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of relationships that are built that way. So it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's been great for our family. That's awesome. No. And, and it is such a, because I, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know what I'm looking for, like kind of diehard farmer's market goers. And so you can kind of create your own little family through that because you'll see the same people each week. You, you know, get to create kind of a relationship with your customers and they see you as a familiar face. Like it's, it's like a reciprocated thing. Yeah, it is for sure. You see there's, there's the same group that attend and uh, it's, it's like a little reunion and especially with, Hmm. with COVID and stuff like that now too, it's been my only social outlet to like actually see other people. So it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been really great. Oh, that's so good. So if you like, if you can go back and tell yourself one thing, um, even in that like tough second or third year, what would you, what would you say? Uh, so much. Um, I guess I would tell myself that it's farming is going to be harder than you could ever imagine, like harder than you even think it's going to be, but the payoff is huge. And that each year it will get easier in the sense that you will learn and know what to do with your animals and your land and everything. So I think I would just, you know, and to start small, don't do everything yes. at once, start small, do one little end, like, you know, chickens or chickens and gardens. And then, you know, a couple right. of years later, add something else, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, in a sense, it's kind of good that you guys dove right in because you got it all out of the way right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's sometimes, and that was kind of how the whole wool thing happened too, was it wasn't planned at all. Mm-hmm. It was me. I was had an interest in it and I thought it was cool. And I always kind of want to do it. And then one day my husband came home and he's like, I bought you a sheep. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, he literally just bought one sheep. And I was like, well, why? Like what? And so yeah. it was kind of, but without him doing that, I don't know if we would have, cause I'm kind of the planner, right. I'm the organizer, I'm, you know, analytical. And he's kind of the, just, yeah, well, I just I bought a sheep. Just thought, you know, you love this and you're never going to do it unless we do it now. And he's right. He was right. Like yeah, without him taking so that without that leap of faith and just saying, we're going to do it, then I would have never had my cute little flock of sheep here. So, and so, and that's honestly, sometimes that's the best way for things to happen is just to kind of get that push into it. And it's like, well, now we're doing it. (laughs) Exactly. And then like my personality, that's not me at all. So we, we make a good team that way in that he, you know, we balance each other out really well. And I think that really helps with the farming is that you know, we just, it's a good balance that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So if someone were to come up to you and be like, Hey, I want to get into farming or I want to do this, or, you know, I want to get some sheep or whatever, what kind of advice or tips would you have for someone? I think some advice would be if they're able to, um, mentors or other farmers, Mm to find if you can, because uh, that would save a lot of headache and uh, <laughs> a lot of stress. If you could even just, you know, 
find a couple different people um, that could support you in your in your steps and in what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, do that. Start small. Don't do everything at once. You know, maybe try yeah. a few things first. Uh, and read, educate yourself, whether it's, you know, reading books or internet or YouTube or that kind of thing that, you know, just do lots of reading and educate yourself about it. Um, There's also the Young Agrarians, which is a great organization. And and I wish that we would have had that when we started out. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that we found it halfway through our farming career and they've been phenomenal so I would encourage everyone to check out them because they're they're very supportive of of farming in general and helping young farmers get established and different um you know presentations and conferences and all that kind of thing they're they're a very amazing organization so yes definitely check them out they have some awesome resources and they're so like they're just so welcoming and they're just they're there to help and they want to see people succeed in any kind of form of agriculture and yeah hundred percent yeah yeah they're very encouraging yeah I would completely agree that's yeah that's a that's a good one I think people can (laughs) kind of take that and you know apply it how they need to but definitely finding yeah like find your tribe find find yeah that you can bounce ideas off of and even if it's other new farmers too, like if you mm-hmm. can, you know, together, work together, just find your, like, exactly. Find your village, your tribe, your people that you can kind of work together and, and help one another out. Cause uh, yeah, it just makes the work a lot, a lot easier and a lot more fun if you can do it that way. Yes. Big time. Cause I feel like it probably can get a little lonely and like isolated feeling when you're just doing it by yourself. It can. Yeah, absolutely. It can. Um, and those connections sometimes, sometimes just getting off the farm or going to someone else's farm, but yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Sometimes you kind of get the twitch or the itch and you're like, okay, I need to go into yep. civilization and see people, <laughs> I need like, people. talking to the cows again. I can yeah. go see people. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All those connections really, uh, really, really help out though. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if anyone's out there that is pondering about getting into farming start there um so and this is like you can answer this however you want but how do you feel like farming has affected your family like do you do you think it's really impacted the way you guys are doing things or how do you see it yes I think it's it's definitely have has had a positive impact on our family mm-hmm. um we've really it's really brought us closer together uh, and it's kind of given us appreciation of, and especially for the boys too, growing up an appreciation of the food that we eat, um, the land that we farm and the work that other farmers and growers and everyone, you know, appreciating that kind of that lifestyle and the work that goes into growing our food. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. So it's definitely had a positive effect. Um, we love it. I mean, some days the boys love it more than others. And some days yeah. we love it more than others. And <laughs> But uh, I think that goes with like any occupation, right? Any job or whatever, but it's, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing experience. And I'm, I'm very grateful that the boys get to grow up out here and, and experience yes. the type of things that they do. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it teaches them so many, so many good lessons and even just like work ethic and just taking care of things and, you know, having the responsibilities that is huge. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like some days they don't want to do their chores or right. the responsibility to feed the animals or give water. And as they get older, they, you know, their responsibilities change, but mm-hmm. I mean, they also get lots of perks that some of the town yes. kids don't get. So, you know, that's kind yep. of give or take. So they'll, they'll look back and appreciate it one day for sure. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the next question then is how, how do you balance then your farm life with the home life? Like, how do you, do you find they kind of mesh together well, or do you have to work harder some days to keep things flowing smoothly? Yeah, that's a hard one because farm life is home life. So it's, right. you know, it's yeah. not like you have a job and you can just leave the office and, and that kind of thing. So it's always here mm-hmm. and, and daily, twice a day, things need to be done, fed, moved, watered. So, yeah. Uh, but it is important that we do make that time as a family um, or as a couple just to kind of either get off the farm and go camping or fishing mm-hmm. or a hike. Uh, it's also important, yeah, that we spend time together and, and the boys have other interests off the farm. And same with, you know, my husband and myself, that there's other things that your interests um, that you can go and do as well, that it's not just farming. So yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. Cause like, yeah, farm life is home life. It's, <laughs> it's here. It's always here, but it's, yeah, it's really important to make that time for one another and, and get out there and go do those things. So, mm-hmm. cause I feel like, um, it could be easy to get kind of in that tunnel vision a bit of like, this is all we're doing. Like even just getting that little break and yeah, like you said, go camping or whatever, just to take that little bit of time away that I I think it makes it then so that you want to go back and keep going. Yeah, exactly. Cause you, you have that break, right? So you kind of have that, you feel reinvigorated, you feel better again and you're ready to go. So yeah, um, yeah, like yesterday, Mike, took the boys fishing they went for the whole day they just took off and went fishing for the day and he just came back and said oh that was great like and now he's buzzing around here doing all kinds of things (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you need that and I think you can kind of apply that to anything like you don't want to get too focused just on one side of things because that's when you get kind of burnt out and resentful I feel yeah. And, it, and when you love something, when you love what you do so much, it's hard to take a break from it. You know, yes. when you, when you truly are passionate about what you're doing and you enjoy it, it's sometimes hard to really be like, okay, Amy, like go do something else or go yeah. see your friends or go into town or, you know, yeah. so, um, but yeah, those breaks are important and it's part, important just to get off the farm, like just to have someone come and stay and take care of things. And then we go and just have some family time. Cause then it really forces you to kind of just chill out and relax Mm -hmm. yes and that's important like because I mean with farming I mean you're up early you're probably having later nights as well so just taking taking the time to chill is huge Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um are you guys like do you guys have any plans of more livestock new livestock are you kind of just sticking with everything you have right now I think right now we're at a spot on the farm where we're really enjoying what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're, we're just trying to refine some things on the farm right now. So we're working on um, some fencing and we're kind of retuning our rotational grazing. 
Nice. Uh, we're also doing some seeding. So working on our pastures and, and that kind of thing. So I think, no, I don't think we're going to be adding anything. I hope not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never know. Unless my husband <laughs> comes home with another surprise, but uh, no, I think we're just going to be working with what we have and just trying to make the best out of our, our land that we can and just keep improving it. So awesome. So what are you guys seeding right now? Um, we're just working, we have our hay pastures. So we got okay. just some different, um, just to kind of replenish, we had some kind of bare spots and then we're doing some fencing on the North end of that hay field. So we can move mm. our cows in there come fall once we harvest the hay. Nice. So they're pooping and peeing and doing all that kind of fun stuff on, on the yep. land and getting that carbon matter back into there. So mm -hmm. Yeah, so yay fencing. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like the the ultimate summer job. <laughs> I know that's pretty much what our summer is gonna be. So. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, so as we as we kind of wrap up, I always ask these two questions to everyone that comes on to kind of tie into the theme of the podcast. Um, but what is your favorite way to have coffee? And do you have any high hopes for the year ahead? Oh, okay. So coffee is black. Okay. Just straight up black and strong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> don't put anything in there. So that, and then high hopes. Um, I don't know. I just think just keep doing what we're doing. I just hope that, and keep yeah. keeping that balance, that balance between family and home life and the farm life. Cause it's easy for the, the scale to tip one way or the other. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and, and making time for one another. That's perfect. I love that. Um, and it's so funny how, like I just said this on this last recording I had with someone that there is so many people that just drink their coffee black and I had no idea. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. I would say like, at least 85% of people that come on here, they're just like, nope, just black coffee. That's it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I always thought, yeah, I always feel like I'm the weird one because I'm not people I hang out with don't drink it black. So I'm like, nope, just black and strong and hot. That's so all. Funny. Um, and especially like, because I don't know, do you guys make your own cream and stuff? Like, I would be all over that. I'd be throwing that in there. Yeah. Sure. Well, when we have, yeah, when we're milking, then yeah, then there's cream in there and still I like it black, but then sometimes yeah. I see Mike putting cream in his coffee and I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. Put yeah. some in there for me too. <laughs> A little treat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. No, this was so good. So then tell everyone like, where can they find you? Um, what's your social media handles, all that stuff. Yeah. So we are at the, our main farmer's market is the Peace River farmer's market. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a few other markets in the area. We're sometimes at the Manning Farmers Market, Berwyn, and Fairview. Okay. Uh, we don't have a website yet. I'm still kind of muddling through that whole process, but mm -hmm. we're on mm -hmm. Facebook um, as Northern Roots Family Farm, or okay. you can find us on Instagram at uh, Northern Roots Family Farm. Awesome. So yeah, so we do farmers market and they can do we do farm gate sales and we also do uh, delivery to town once a week as well. So there's okay. options. Nice. Okay. I will um I'm gonna I'll I'll put all of your uh like Facebook and Instagram links and stuff on the episode notes and everything so people can kind of find their way to you if they need. And yeah, this was awesome. Thank Perfect. you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danny. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. I, uh, I'm so glad that we were able to line this up and 
talk about some some cool things yeah awesome <laughs> yay thank you so much uh stay tuned for next week's episode guys and let us know how you liked it mm-hmm.